a Radio 191 FM podcast. Speaking of interviews, right now we are about to play out good old Hennessy Griffiths, the nice and iconic, lovely, um, oh God, I forgot the word, what her job title is, um, the good old music manager and music director at Radio 1, um, her interview with also the lovely Millicent Lovelock's, Lovelock, um, for her album, the, I believe it's Best Auckland um, Independent Debut, I forget like what the full title is of the award, but for the album relief, she won the best independent album debut from Taiti Music Awards um, earlier this week, which also features the production from the lovely Adelaide Cara. Um, so yeah, we'll jump into the interview where we'll be followed by Earn It Twice off Repulsive Woman's album. So yeah, keep it locked to Radio The 11th Annual Tate Music Awards took place on May 5th, celebrating outstanding creativity for an entire collection of music contained in one recording. The awards were divided up into four categories. The Main Tape Music Award, the Independent Spirit Award, Classic Record Award, and Best Independent Debut. Millie Lovelock of Repulsive Woman won the award for Best Independent Debut for her album Relief, released in June 2019. We are lucky to be joined on the phone with her now. Kia ora, Millie. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good, thank you. Congratulations on your big win. How does it feel? <laughs> it feels really, it feels amazing, actually. It's a very, very good feeling. That's beautiful. So you won the award for your beautiful album, Relief, that was produced by Adelaide Dunn. Can you tell us a wee bit what that record is about? Um, I mean, I wrote the record over quite a long period of time. Um, so I'm not sure that it's kind of cohesively about any one thing. I mean, it was the first time that I'd written a record just for myself with the idea that I would be performing the record on my own, um, which I did and didn't end up doing. Um, so I feel like it's a very self um, reflexive record um, and more about how I see myself than some of the work that I'd done in Astro Children had mm. been. So, Yeah, because that leads beautifully into my next point about how does this differ from your previous works like Astro Children? It feels way more personal. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is more personal. Um, actually was having a chat with the ODT last, last night and he said the same thing, that it feels like a very personal record. And I sort of said, well, I think everybody writes personal records. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I think a lot of what I was doing in Astro Children came or was filtered through um, things that I was reading. And that's to do with doing an undergraduate degree in literature while I was writing most of the Astro Children records. So yeah. I was reading very, very widely. I mean, I still read a lot, um, but it's, I mean, I'm doing my PhD, so I'm reading a lot at the moment. But I feel yeah. like when I was writing the Astro Children album, it was very, very much filtered through this kind of literary perspective. Um, and then 
doing my MA when I started writing the Repulsive Woman album. So I was reading fewer novels um, at that time. And so I think I had more reference to just write from my perspective without that kind of secondary position that I was kind of leaning back onto in Astro Children. So what was the process of making relief like? Um, it was very different from any other recording that I'd really done in the past because we took a lot longer to make the record. Um, we took about six or seven months, I think. So, and doing, we were doing one or two, usually one session a week um, recording, which is quite an interesting way to do it because there's a lot of life that's happening in between yeah. every time you're in the studio. Previously, I've kind of done um, just a couple of days recording everything at once or like a two week, Astro Children did a two week studio session for an album, which was really, really intense because then, because you know you have so much to do in a very concentrated period of time mm. and you spend all of that. I was sleeping in the studio as well, so I spent literally all of my time in the studio, yeah. um, which is a very different thing to kind of getting up at home and getting ready and then going to the studio and being there for maybe seven hours. Not even that, I think we were doing shorter days than that, three or four hours sometimes, maybe a little bit longer, depending on what we were working on. Yeah, we just kind of went one song at a time mm. um, and did all the guitars, did all the vocals, and it took a long time to do that. Um, and I was also still writing while we were while we were recording, mm. um, which I think especially the second half of the album because a lot of those songs I wrote during the recording time so well I, I would write them at home and then come I came in and we did them kind of towards the end of the recording process and I'd never done them before because I'd always gone in with everything just as it was ready to go yeah. so it was quite interesting to be thinking okay well we've recorded this first half of the album and I'm still writing what's coming <laughs> so what we had shaped what ended up being the end of the the end of the album but it was very quiet very very gentle and considered in the studio very nice experience that's beautiful because it seemed like you had a really good team working with you as well because you had the likes of Adelaide you also had Olive Butler you had Julie Dunn Stephen John Ma and it's like kind of a dream team almost it oh. definitely was a dream team <laughs> and when you're writing songs what do you think is the most important part for you do you tend to draw yourself towards the melody side of things or the lyrical content um both definitely I think they kind of go hand in hand so I sometimes will write like a full set of lyrics with when I'm not playing an instrument so if I feel particularly compelled to do so I will write out a whole a whole song and then come to it with instrumentation mm. but that process involves a lot of culling from what I'd originally written because you have to kind of bend to the will of the shape of the song with the words not everything fits yeah um, other 
I'll have kind of more of a fragment of a lyrical idea and then I'll expand on that as I'm writing the guitar part and the vocal melody at the same time. So um, so they grow together quite naturally. Yeah. I think either way that I write. It's a beautiful album. And so obviously you're based in Manchester at the moment, but you've had a very busy like couple of years. You went to the Red Bull Music Academy and you've been on multiple tours. Is there any sort of thing that you're planning on working on in the future, apart from your PhD, or just kind of focusing on that? Um, I actually recorded an EP in February, at the start of February, before the pandemic. Yeah, so that is something I'm I'm working on at the moment, which will hopefully come out. I mean, the original plan was that it would maybe come out this Northern Hemisphere summer, but that's looking less likely so I, I will have I will release something in the coming months which could incorporate next year <laughs> so PhD and various other sides awesome and if people want to follow your music or follow you what are the best ways for them to find you um Instagram is probably the best place to find me I'm incredibly erratic on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> and slightly more consistent on Instagram because I don't have Facebook on my phone, so (laughs) Instagram is right there for me to procrastinate with. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's nice to talk. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.